Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. It's the middle of the week, and today we're going to continue the brand new series called Chosen by God. And today you're going to find out that with God's power, you can be unstoppable. Say amen. But hey, before we get to the teaching, I want to remind you that right now we're offering you my brand new book called Christmas, The Rest of the Story. Just today, I was flipping through the pages of this amazing book looking at the illustrations. They are remarkable. When you get your hands on this book, you're going to say, ay, 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 I had no idea it was going to be this wonderful. It's a gift book. It's a coffee table book. It's an art book. It is filled with revelation about Christmas, the rest of the story, all the details about Christmas you've never heard before. Look at this. Christmas is a timeless tradition. But do you really know the true story of that first holy night? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you have never heard. Like, was Joseph really a carpenter? Who were the shepherds keeping watch? How far did the wise men travel, and how many actually came? Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, The Rest of the Story invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across nearly 300 decorated pages. The Christmas story is the most important story ever told. It is just miraculous. And with this wonderful, fully illustrated book, you will learn so much and you'll want to share it with others. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the eternal story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this timeless keepsake. Bound in a landmark large format book, you will create a family tradition that will last for generations. This sweeping portrait of the Christmas story allows readers to reflect on why Jesus came to earth that holy night and ultimately the reason for his birth. Great as a gift or to enhance your own traditions, order this beautiful book today. Christmas, the rest of the story for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. Please order your copy of Christmas, the rest of the story by going online or by giving us a call. And please remember that right now we're offering you a series that I really want you to have. And it's called Chosen by God. God has chosen you for a divine assignment. Will you dare to accept it and fulfill it? This is so powerful. And it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you the book by the same title, Chosen by God, the foreword is written by my friend, Joyce Meyer. This book is just amazing. You will devour this book as you begin to discover that you've been chosen by God. You might say, well, I know the Lord chose me to be a believer. He chose you for more than that. That's the starting point. God brought you into this world to do something. We know that from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, which says there are works that God created for you to walk in. He chose you to do something. And the purpose of this book is to help you wake up to what you've been chosen by God to do. But hey, reach for your Bible. And today we're going to return to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. But I want to begin with 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, which says, whatsoever is born of God 
overcometh the world. And it could be rendered like this. Whatever is born of God, that's you because you've been born of God. Whatever is born of God overcomes, masters, and champions itself over absolutely everything that is in the world, which means with God's power, you can be unstoppable. But that doesn't mean the devil won't try to stop you. He will try to stop you. He'll try to throw everything in the book against you, creating all kinds of crises and crazy events because he's afraid of you because he knows that when you wake up to what you're supposed to do, you will begin to impact a lot of people and he'll try to stop you. He even tried to stop the apostle Paul. Paul tells us that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, a verse that's given me a lot of strength and courage over the years. And in this verse, Paul says, wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul. I just like that so much because people think that spiritual giants never have a problem. But Paul says, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul. I'm talking about me that everybody thinks is a spiritual giant. In fact, I would have come once and again, but Satan hindered us. And that word Satan, the Greek word satanus, describes one who conspires against. It is amazing the conspiracies the devil comes up with to try to stop us from making progress and the word hindered is the Greek word egg copto. And I'm going to read to you again from my notes. It is used to describe the breaking up of a road to make it impassable for travelers. So you could translate this. Satan created an impasse for us. This kind of impasse made it impossible for a traveler to get where he needed to go. And as a result, the traveler's trip was hindered. That's why it's translated as the word hindered. It could be delayed, postponed, or even temporarily put off. The traveler could take another route to get to the same destination, but the alternate route was inconvenient, cost extra money, and took time that could have been used in another way. But hold on, the word hindered, the Greek word egkoptu, is also the very word used to picture a runner trying to elbow another runner out of the race. And by using this word, Paul says, even me, even I've had to deal with this. The devil has created impasses. He's put up roadblocks trying to stop me. And when I was en route to see you, he tried to elbow me out of the race. This is one reason why I wrote our autobiography, which is called Unlikely, because in this book, I describe all the unlikely things Denise and I and our family have been through in our ministry and all the roadblocks we have pushed through to do the will of God. We've done it. But to do what God has called you to do, you have to be determined. You have to refuse to be moved by situations. You have to make a decision that you're not going to be moved by the opinions of people. And today, we're going to continue to see the events that Paul says he went through as he attempted to do his ministry, and they are recorded in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 27. Now, when Paul wrote these verses, he was not glorifying his problems. He was saying, hey, if you're bound and determined what you've been chosen to do, you can push through anything. And now he's giving us an example of some of the things he's had to push through. And when you realize you've been chosen by God to do something special, the devil will try to stop you. But if you're bound and determined to obey God and to do it, you can push through any roadblock or impasse the devil tries to put in front of your life. Say amen. You can do it.
But let's begin in verse 23. Paul says, are they the ministers of Christ? He's talking about people who claim to be super spiritual. In fact, they said they were more anointed and more spiritual than Paul. And Paul says, ugh, these silly guys. He says, are they really the ministers of Christ? He said, I am more. And then he begins to describe some of the things he's been through. He was such a threat to the domain of darkness, the devil did everything to try to stop him. And Paul says, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. And Paul's not glorifying what he's been through. He's making the point that he is anointed. He has the call of God on his life. And even though all of these things were thrown up to stop him, he was still able to do what he was chosen by God to do. And yesterday we saw in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty three what he meant when he said in labors more abundant. Then we saw he also said in stripes above measure. Then in verse 23, he said in prisons more frequent. In verse 23, he also said in deaths often. And then we concluded in verse 24, where he said five times received I 40 stripes save one. If you didn't hear yesterday's program, please go back to the archives and listen to it or order the entire series it will really encourage you. But today, I want to return to verse 24 again, where he says, five times received I 40 stripes, save one, because I felt I moved so fast through that yesterday. And I want you to really understand what he's saying in this verse. He is describing a Jewish method of punishment, and it is prescribed in Deuteronomy chapter five, verses two and three, where the Bible says, and it shall be, if the wicked man be deemed worthy to be beaten, then the judge shall cause him to lie down and to be beaten before his face according to his fault by a certain number, and the stripes he may give him shall not exceed, and then of course we understand, 40 stripes. However, the Jews primarily gave 39. You know why? Because these strikes were so horrific, many people died on the 40th strike. <laughs> well, you have to understand the whip to know why this was so torturous. It was a long handle, and coming out of the handle, there were three cords. One cord was made of calf hide, two cords were made of donkey hide, and on the, each, on the end of each one of these strips of leather were affixed pieces of bone, metal, and glass. And when they struck you once, because there were three cords, Every time they struck you, you really got beat three times. Well, multiply that times 39. And that means every single time Paul was beaten in this manner, they really didn't lay 39 stripes on him. They laid 117 lashes across him. But Paul says, I've not been through this once. I've been through this five times. So if you multiply it all together, Paul has had five 185 lashes laid across his body. And at the end of every one of those cords, bone, metal, and glass that lodged into the flesh and ripped out pieces of flesh, 
They brought him right to the brink of death. 39 stripes, save one, because the 40th probably would kill him. And this is exactly why Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, verse 17 to his troublemakers, leave me alone. I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you had looked at the Apostle Paul, you would have seen the results of this beating on his physical body. And this is one reason why some of the super spirituals in Corinth were making fun of him. They were actually laughing at his body, saying, why would you let somebody who looks like that stand in front of people? Here Paul had paid a price to do his ministry, and they were mocking him for it. But rather than just give up and say, I'm tired of being beaten, Paul got up, put on his clothes, and went on to do what he was chosen by God to do. This was a man that would not stop. What he went through would shatter most people, but Paul had made a commitment and he grabbed hold of the power of God and he said, I don't care what they try to do to stop me, I'm going to fulfill my call. And that's what you have to say too. But then he goes on in verse 25 and says, thrice was I beaten with rods, not once, three times. And this is an event that is not even described anywhere in the book of Acts. It's not even recorded by Luke. But Paul says he's been through it three times. To be beaten with rods was one of the worst things a person could experience. It wasn't just beating you with a stick. It was a metal rod. They would tie you up, lay you on your face, pull your feet up into the air, and then beat the bottom of your feet to break your feet. Do you know why they beat him with rods? To stop him from walking and taking the gospel to somewhere new. And Paul says, I've not been through this once. I've been through this three times. And when Paul wrote Romans 8, 11, he was speaking by personal experience. He said, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Paul had to make a choice. Well, my feet have been broken three times. I can stop my ministry or believe for the Holy Spirit to quicken my body and to heal me. And he grabbed hold of the power of God, stood up on those feet and walked on to the next city. This was a man who had determined he was going to do what he was chosen by God to do. Then you come to 2 Corinthians 11 verse 25 and Paul says, once was I stoned. This event occurred in Acts chapter 14 verse 19. Well, you have to understand something about stoning. When they stoned you, they didn't just throw pebbles at you or chat at you. They tied you up, laid you on your back, usually in the bottom of a ditch or in the bottom of a pit. And those who were stoning picked up big, big stones and they hurled them toward the victim's head. And they didn't stop until they saw that the head and the skull was crushed, assuring them that the victim was dead. And Paul says, that's what they did to me. And again, this happened in Acts chapter 14, verse 19. And that verse tells us when they were finished stoning Paul, they believed he was dead. And there's no reason not to believe that he was dead. But he had to make a choice. He could have laid in that pit 
as they were hurling the stones in his direction and say, well, I guess this is the end of the road for me. Or he could say, if they kill me, I'm just going to have to have a resurrection because I've not done everything I've been chosen by God to do yet. And while they were hurling the stones in his direction, he was believing for a resurrection. And the Bible tells us in Acts 14, verse 20, that after all of his stoners left, the believers gathered around him and he rose up. He received a physical resurrection. And it was probably in that moment that he went into the third heaven, which he writes about in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 through 4. But Paul was making a choice. If they kill me, I'm just going to be raised from the dead because I've not finished my assignment yet. And then when you come to 2 Corinthians 11, verse 25, he says, thrice I suffered shipwreck. Well, to be honest, that verse is a bit of a mystery. Because in the book of Acts, there's only a record of one shipwreck. But Paul says he's been on three shipwrecks. Well, you have to understand that in the ancient world, traveling by sea was a very risky undertaking. Ships were not always reliable. They sailed through waters filled with sharp rocks and reefs and debris. And the currents were so strong, the currents could carry the ship into disaster. And when you come to Acts chapter 27, we have the testimony of the Apostle Paul. He was on a ship and the ship shipwrecked and he was marooned on the island of Miletus. What a bad experience. He's on the way to do the will of God. Suddenly he has a shipwreck. He's marooned on the Isle of Melita or Miletus. When he swims up to shore, what does he find? The island is inhabited by barbarians. <laughs> barbarians. Well, it's already been a bad day. He's been shipwrecked. Now he's on an island filled with barbarians, and it's cold. We know that because the chapter tells us that they begin to gather wood to build a fire. Paul picks up a bunch of sticks carries them all the way to the fire, which is interesting to me because it shows me he was a team player. He didn't just let others serve him. He got involved. They needed a fire, so he'll help to make a fire. But he didn't know that in the middle of all those sticks, there was a venomous viper. And the Bible says when the fire hit that snake, it charged out of those sticks and latched itself onto Paul and bit him. Well, I know something about snakes. And when a venomous snake bites you, it begins to pump its venom into your body. And the barbarians were stunned when they saw it. And the Bible tells us in Acts 28, verse 4, And when the barbarians saw the venomous bees hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom though he has escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffers him not to live. They thought he would die. They were waiting for his body to swell and for him to fall dead. So he had to make a choice. He could say, oh, I've just been bit by a snake. I'm going to die. Or he could choose to just shake it off. And that's what he did. We read that in Acts 28, verse 5. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm. He made a decision just to shake it off. And my friends, sometimes in life, we get bit. And when we're bit, we can lay down and die, or we can make a decision to shake it off. If you're going to fulfill God's call on your life, you've got to shake some things off. But then in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 25, we have another mystery. He says, a night and a day I've been in the deep. A night and a day refers to a 24-hour period of time, 24 hour period of time. The word deep is the word bathus. 
which describes the deepest parts of the sea. And Paul mentions this immediately after he also mentions being shipwrecked three times. Now we know that among those three times, he spent a 24-hour period treading water in the deepest parts of the sea. You know what he could have said? I'm never going to get on another boat. I've been on three shipwrecks. Just imagine somebody who's been on a plane crash. They may be tempted to never get on another plane. But you got to get on the plane if you're going to go where God's called you to go. And for Paul to go where he needed to go, he had no choice. He had to often use a ship. He couldn't say, I'm never going to travel again because he had a bad experience. He had to push it out of the way, get on the next ship, and another one shipwrecked. He got another one, and that one shipwrecked. But that did not stop him because Paul traveled his entire ministry. This was a man who refused to surrender to any impasse that came against him. Now, when we come back tomorrow, we're going to continue the list. But my point is not to glorify what Paul has been through, but to prove if he could push through what he's been pushing through, you can push through anything you're facing today. With God's power, you, my friend, can absolutely be unstoppable, unstoppable. And I want to read to you again, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, for whatever is born of God over cometh the world, the word world, the Greek word cosmos, describes anything you're ever going to face in your life. Whoever is born of God, I'm born of God. Are you born of God? If you're not, call us. We'll pray with you. You can be born again. If you're already born of God, this verse describes you, which means with God's power, you're unstoppable. With God's power working in you, you can overcome the world. And that word overcome is a form of the Greek word nikos, and here a better translation would be, for whatever is born of God, it's talking about you, overcomes, masters, and champions itself over absolutely everything that is in the world. That's talking about you. Now, my friend, you've been chosen by God. He has something exactly for you to do. But we know the devil will try to throw up impasses, He'll try to throw up roadblocks. He'll try to elbow you out of the race. But you've got to say, hey, I'm not going to be stopped. With God's power, I am unstoppable, and I'm going to do what God has chosen me to do. I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Rick Renner's new series, Chosen by God, is jam-packed with strength and encouragement to help you wake up to the fact that you are chosen by God and not just for salvation. God has a specific, marvelous, and powerful plan for your life right now. There is nothing more thrilling than to know you are chosen by God and exactly what He brought you into the world to do. In this powerful 15-part series, Rick will prove to you that God has a specific plan designed just for you. Why you are experiencing so many hassles along the way, you can overcome any roadblock the devil tries to use to stop you. You have everything you need inside you to bulldoze the powers of hell out of your way. That you are exactly the kind of person God wants to choose and use. This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. We're also offering you Rick's 304-page book, 
Chosen by God with a foreword by Joyce Meyer. Joyce says, in Chosen by God, Rick clearly establishes that many are called, but few are chosen. But why is this the case? What are the necessary requirements for not only being called, but chosen as well? What is the cost of fulfilling God's call upon your life? Rick gives us all the requirements necessary to say yes and to fulfill our God-given destinies. This dynamic book is just $18. Are you ready for a life adventure? Order the 15-part series, Chosen by God and the life-changing book chosen by God. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with a ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. We have covered a lot of information today about what the Apostle Paul had to overcome. The good news is if he could do what he did, you can overcome anything that you are facing. My friends, you are chosen by God to do something significant. The devil may try to stop you, but he cannot if you decide to be unstoppable. But I want you to order my brand new series called Chosen by God. It's a 15-part series just filled with encouragement. You will devour it. And it comes with a study guide. So you can read all the points and the principles. Everything in the program is also in the study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book by the same title called Chosen by God. And the foreword is written by my precious friend, Joyce Meyer. And please remember that if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. Just reach out to us. Tell us what you're facing right now. What is the impasse you're facing? And we'll agree with you in prayer for the power of God to move that thing right out of the way. And also remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you two books 
as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. And a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports our ministry to help us take this teaching to people all over the world. And the moment you become a partner by going online or by giving us a call, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always give these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. But Father, I thank you the greater one really lives in us. And I thank you that with the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be unstoppable and we can absolutely do what we've been chosen by God to do. In Jesus' name, say amen. I'll be back tomorrow. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's what? There's power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.